This is a Thriving in Ministry podcast brought to you by Daily Pastor. At Daily Pastor, we know that church leaders want to be better equipped for ministry. You need encouragement to not just survive, but thrive in the place where God has called you. Most training and resources don't really prepare church leaders for the challenges they will face. These real-world challenges can make you feel overwhelmed, underprepared, isolated, or burned out. We believe you don't have to face challenges alone. It is why Daily Pastor helps church leaders and volunteers find the encouragement and tools to thrive in ministry. Today's episode is when considering quitting ministry, an emergency checklist, we are going to encourage anyone who is at that stage of thinking about throwing in the towel on a ministry job. We will share some logical checks that one should take when at the edge of quitting a position. I'm Kyle Willis, and as always, we are joined today by Dace Clifton, who is not only the founder of DailyPastor.com, but a husband, pastor, father, man myth, true legend. Days before we get started today, uh, what's in your coffee? You just drink it straight black? You, you add some stuff to it? I know it's early. Uh, what do you do? I, w- I wish I could say that I drink it straight black because that's the way a real man myth and true legend would drink it. But yeah, I put a little bit of cream in there. No sugar. No sugar. I saved my sugar for Dr. Pepper, but uh, yeah, we've got a little bit of cream in there, and uh, I'm on my first cup, so I don't know how how alert I'm going to be today, but but we'll give it a shot. Um, I think we're talking about a really important subject today, Kyle. This is something I think that everybody in ministry faces and deals with at some point or another, and it can be brought on by all types of things. I know that I've experienced the temptation to throw in the towel when things are really difficult, when dealing with critics, when facing controversy maybe in the church or challenges. I can think of examples like that. But I can also think about facing that challenge and that difficulty, even when things are going pretty good. And that's kind of odd to say, but the temptation to quit uh, can be real And so we're going to talk all about it today. Today's verse of the day comes from Matthew 25, after Jesus tells the parable of the talents. And in verse 23, he says, His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little, and I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And Dace, as I read the parable of the talents, we all remember the well done part of verse 23, but we, we tend to lose sight over entering into the joy of our master. You know, as I have interviewed uh, dozens of pastors at this point, and, and uh, as I was considering and, and working through uh, talking with God about uh, what it looked like to start, uh, how I serve pastors now with Talenton and Talenton Church Services, you know, one of the things I realized very quickly was the burden and frankly, lack of joy that can um, impact many pastors and, and what they're living with on a daily basis. As a lay leader, I expected my pastor not only to be able to preach, teach, pastoral care, disciple, but also I, I frankly put on my pastor the burden of, of not only organizing volunteers, but hey, what's going on with the facility? How are we managing personnel? You know, we expect him to be an accountant, lawyer, HR expert. And, and I put an unrealistic, and, and it was an unspoken expectation, but uh, the lead pastor really is expected today to know at least some basics about finances, legal, HR issues, all this 
scope of work that's outside of ministry. And and frankly, it's so unrealistic and it can suck the joy out of ministry. And, and so my guess is for church leaders listening today, it's not the ministry efforts or the ministry focus that is making them call into question or, or consider throwing in the towel, but the non-ministry tasks or expectations. Well, that's right. I think that there are a lot of things that that come with ministry that we don't normally think of when we're getting into ministry. I mean, for most, there is a sense of a call. There's this, man, I want to serve Jesus. I want to change the world. God's given me a task that's important to plant a church, lead a church, to be a pastor. And for most that get into ministry, that's an exciting thing. Yet with that, there also comes some unforeseen things. I'll, I'll break it down like this. There's really three categories of things going on. There's the things that we feel that we're called to do, you know, preach the word, counsel people, start a church, lead in that way. Those are the things that we anticipate and we expect. And then there's the unexpected, which is the HR stuff. And even for a small church, you know, you're going to have issues sometimes with volunteers or personnel. I mean, that stuff just comes up because we live in the world and we're all you know, going through this, this life. And sometimes that's not a perfect journey. So finances and legal, and maybe some bad work done by a contractor, those are all the things that are unexpected. That's the second category. And then there's a third category. And the third category is the crisis. The third category is a sudden death, a drowning, a crisis, a conflict, your best people not getting along. Maybe some people that you're trusting questioning what you're doing and not understanding how you're leading. So when you when you bring that trifecta together, you know, you've got plenty of opportunity for discouragement, for pressure. And really, to be honest, it's just a a a, a huge uh, challenge. And sometimes are more difficult than others, but but nevertheless, you know, when we get into ministry, we're going to face these these challenges. And I think ultimately what can happen is it can really suck the joy out of ministry and and lead us to a place where we, we think about throwing in the towel. Dace, you mentioned those three kind of areas of of pressure. You mentioned the cold, the, the unplanned, and the crisis. In a moment of transparency for you, uh, which, which one of those has been the most difficult challenging? What, what was the most unforeseen as you uh, entered the ministry? Yeah, Kyle, it definitely would be the third category, the crisis, unforeseen things that come up suddenly. There can be unbelievable challenges that just totally alter your week in pastoral ministry. I know I've been busy preparing for a sermon and planning something facility-wise, working with different teams, and then I get a telephone call that changes everything. The other thing related to unplanned things is, is, is conflict. It's difficult sometimes to foresee when conflict's going to come in the life of the church. There's certainly some things we can do to address that and mitigate that, but it is not fun when you're trying to lead in ministry and all of a sudden you get this telephone call or someone pulls you to the side and they're not happy about something that's going on. They're frustrated. They're uh, maybe even angry or they've got a conflict with someone inside the church. And so those things can be really taxing for people in ministry because they're unplanned, they're unforeseen, and sometimes they don't even make sense. By the way, I think that's a, an important point to, to make. 
when we have conflict or we have challenges in ministry going on, certainly they can be the result of just natural things, just misunderstandings going on. But there's also a spiritual dynamic to these things. I, I really believe that that there are times when they're the result of the fruit of spiritual warfare going on when when we're charging ahead, we're making progress in ministry, and yet some type of conflict or challenge arises. And it really discourages us. It really sucks the wind and the the steam out of uh, us wanting to charge ahead and move forward. It's those times that I find to be the most difficult and the times that I'm most tempted to throw in the towel. Yeah, and and difficulty and crisis can certainly root itself uh, internally with us in terms of bitterness. So I know bitterness can be the root of a lot of those difficult thoughts. Uh, How do you guard against bitterness? Well... Constantly is probably the best word I could give on that because there is always the opportunity to to go back and rehearse, you know, things that have gone wrong or things that have that have not happened the way that you want. And you know, Kyle, it's amazing. If my wife asks me to do something around the house, yeah, you know, sometimes I'll forget. Sometimes I'll, uh, you know, it'll slip my mind. But it's amazing the detail and the specificity we can recall difficult conversations. When somebody says something to us, it's painful. I mean, it's like we can remember and, oh, I should have said this or should have said that. That is a very unhealthy thing to do. And if you find yourself doing that, you've got to stop that. I I can just even this past week, I remember uh, thinking about a conversation that I had over a year ago with uh, with someone. And recalling the details and really in my own heart thinking, you know, they were really wrong to say that. I should have said this or I should have said that. You know, to guard against bitterness, we've got to take that all back to Christ. And we've got to remember his example. We've got to remember his instruction. We've got to choose to forgive. We've got to lay that offense down. And I find sometimes the easiest way to do that is is not only the conscious choice to forgive, but you pray for the person that you're frustrated with. Pray for their blessing. Pray that God would uh, help them. Pray that God would allow you to um, love them with a with a right heart. And when we, I think that's one way of of blessing those that uh, sometimes frustrate us. It's, it's it's a powerful ministry tool, I think, to release bitterness from our lives, or at least allow it not to. Uh, get rooted deeply in our hearts. Yeah. And and that's really interesting what you say about bitterness. And I had never really thought about that, but I can really recall some of the intricate details in my life where I've been bitter. I mean, I can't remember what I was wearing when uh, my daughter was born, but I can recall that person who hurt me. I recall what they said when I had emotions of, of being bitter. I know where I was at. I, I can recall some of those times when I've been most upset, some really odd, specific details, uh, but I can't remember some of it in the, the joyous times. So, hey, at some point, we're going to have to have some neuroscientist, someone else uh, come in and explain that to us. Uh, but I don't understand it. So <laughs> it's a real deal, no doubt. Absolutely. Well, Dason, in the article that you wrote for dailypastor.com, you mentioned some of the checks we should run through. A few of the ones that kind of stuck out with me, you said, hey, are you physically healthy? Have you been spending time with friends? Have you have you sought out counsel from an unaffiliated person? Could you share more about resigning with conditions or, or quitting because of a feeling that things may frankly never change? Yeah, absolutely. I think one thing that we need to make clear is that 
when we're feeling like quitting, it's often not just a single thing. It's a combination of things. It's like a marathon of things that come into our mind that we have a, we've got a, a list that justifies the decisions that we're wanting to make. This person didn't like this. These people are opposing me. This went wrong. They didn't do what I said here. And that can culminate in our lives to, to where it comes to a, an ugly head, uh, a pimple, if you will, that is going to, you know, mess everything up. And, and we, we, we come to this place where it's like, if this doesn't happen, then I'm gone. I think that's a really unhealthy place to be. And we have to guard against that because we don't ever want to throw in the towel at a moment when it might just be around the corner that God's going to do something amazing. Because the fact of the matter is, is that challenge and trouble and difficulty in ministry is pretty common. We have to learn to press through. We've got to learn to um, respond with the grace of Jesus Christ. We've got to keep our eyes locked and focused on him and not allow a single situation or a series of past situations be that thing that breaks the proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back. And so, you know, I, I heard recently that most people, most pastors resign from ministry because of like eight people. So it's not that 50 or 60 or half the church is, is, is against them. It's just a handful of people. Most It could be one, and, and, and we're tempted to throw in the towel. The other thing that you mentioned, Kyle, um, is related to that, that first one, that, that don't allow the lie that things are never going to change to convince you that resignation is the only option. You know, that's just a that's just a lie that 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 Satan would love to sow into our heart that things are never gonna change. These people are never gonna change. I've done all that I can and I can't do any more. Well, we serve a supernatural God. We serve a God w- who can change things, who can change people, and, and, and we can't allow that lie that things are never gonna change uh to convince us that re- resignation's only the option. You know, there are times when resignation is called for, and we'll talk about that on future episodes. But for the most part, I think believing that things will never change is just a lie that the enemy wants to, you know, convince us to, to discourage us. And I think we've got to call that what it is. You know, the other ones that you mentioned, you know, earlier in the episode, are you physically healthy? Have you been spending time with friends? Have you sought out wise counsel? from an unaffiliated person, at least two of those three, if not all of them, have something in common, and that is an unhealthy pattern of isolation. Definitely two and three do, because when we get alone, I think sometimes, and we have this record in our mind, uh, we're, we're, we're using our memory uh, for thinking about painful conversations or challenges that we've experienced, we can go to some really unhealthy places. And the way that you counter that is not only taking it before God, but taking it with others or before others, a, a, a friend, a, a mentor, somebody that you can really trust and laying your heart out before that person to say, you know, this has been going on. It's been discouraging me. What do you think about it? And uh, will you pray for me about this? Because I'm really discouraged. I'm feeling like quitting. Some pastors are afraid to admit that. They don't want to maybe admit it even to those they're closest to because it just seems so, you know, it seems bad. I mean, they're supposed to be the leader. They're supposed to be the one who God is is leading and, and directing to, to lead a particular ministry. And so it almost seems like, you know, a weakness 
But, you know, we've got to take these things before God um, and allow him to, to lead us in this so that we don't give up. Yeah, I think that's kind of where I would wrap up this episode is really kind of talking about um, really wanting to encourage pastors that say, hey, uh, eat is me. I'm not lived up to everything that I should be. That is such an unrealistic burden. Okay, that is, I don't hear that through scripture a lot. I mean, I hear a lot of, um, hey, this is who, this is who you are. This is who God created us to be. But this level of perfection is simply a man-made construct. It's something that that's in our minds. It's not realistic. So I just want everyone to know that it is not okay to throw in the towel because of those six to eight people. Okay, uh, do not let that small group. Uh, be an impact, uh, have a negative impact on you and your ministry. We hope that if you are in a spot of discouragement, that you would reach out to someone today. If you do not have someone to reach out to, feel free to contact me at kyle at talentonservices.com. That's T-A-L-A-N-T-O-N services or dace at thedailypastor.com. Honestly, we would love to encourage you personally or connect you with someone who can help you see the light at the end of the tunnel. Hey, that's right, Kyle. Absolutely. And by the way, we'd love for you to check out that article on dailypastor.com when you feel like quitting ministry. You can comment on the article. And if we've missed an area that you feel is critical or something that you've struggled with, be sure to let us know and we may incorporate that into future episodes or future articles. We're also honored that you listen to this. And hey, if you want to help us reach out and grow the ministry of Daily Pastors, subscribe to this podcast. We'd also be grateful if you'd share this information with a friend. Um, And as always, we hope you've been encouraged by this episode. And we're here to help inspire church leaders in their ministry. Hope you have a great day. Here's how Daily Pastors supports church leaders. First, register your email to get access to our latest content. Second, subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media. Third, get the encouragement and tools you need. This is a Thriving in Ministry podcast.